Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The last two weekends, we featured the uh, Canadian story of first responders struggling with PTSD. Far too many have committed suicide. Nine already this year. And for whom there isn't nearly enough support, as most provinces and their versions of the Ontario WSIB do not recognize PTSD as a workplace illness. Ontario's taken a step this past week. The other side of the PTSD tragedy is the numbers of former members of the Canada military, the Canadian military, who suffer from PTSD and who are unable to adjust their lives to rebuilding society and returning to a society that they feel uncomfortable in. Too many of them live homeless on the streets. The official numbers was 2,250. I think our guest is going to tell us that number is low. And too frequently, they also take their own lives. Jim Lowther joins me. Um, Jim Lowther, he's the CEO and president and founder of Veterans Emergency Transition Services, VETS. He started it in 2011, assisting Canadian Armed Forces veterans, often in desperate need, to be fed, clothed, housed, and encouraged. And Mr. Um, Lowther started with a small group of volunteers in Halifax. Now a network of 135,000, with hundreds of volunteers across Canada, most former military or RCMP. And from what I understand, the volunteers stay with the veteran all the way through the journey of getting them off the streets, getting medical care, proper nutrition, accessing benefits and services from other organizations, and setting up housing and suitable employment. VETS is also a program not enough Canadians know about. They did also receive a contract from Veterans Affairs Canada, and our sense from what we've learned about Veterans Affairs Canada, particularly in the last couple of years, is that's an organization that needed the help. Jim, thank you for joining us. Thank you for everything you're doing for the men and the women who wore the Canadian shoulder patch proudly and who were willing to sacrifice everything and now have come back to Canada and need assistance. And I know you're a former CAF member yourself, so thank you, sir. I am. Thanks for having me, Roy. I appreciate it. Let's start with this. We heard the number 2,250 as far as uh, CAF veterans who are living homeless. Is that an accurate number, do you think? Well, the the study that was done, it was done in, in only 60 shelters across Canada. So that's... The number, the number is definitely low. Um, when you look at the, the all of Canada, uh, we think it's anywhere from 15 to 20,000. I mean, we we've helped over 800 ourselves. Um, so I mean, you know, we know the number is higher, but uh, it's good to to have a starting number. Um, so you know, we we try to look at everything with a. Uh, kind of a positive way of looking at things, but uh, it's good that there's a number. It's uh, it's low, um, but at least people know about it. People know about it, and if it's a low number, that number startled people and alarmed people. I was on your website quite a bit over the last few days, and, uh, and it really is um, quite. It's encouraging. It is um, also alarming, and I, I I saw a photograph of a man who appears to be in his 50s, probably homeless, and the caption, he once fought for our country, now he just fights to survive. Uh, tell us about that guy. Not that, not the man in the picture, but tell us about that, that man, that, that former veteran who's fighting to survive. Who is that veteran, Jim? 
It could be your brother, your uncle, your father, um, your sister. It's uh, it, it, there. We've seen absolutely um, every walk of life in in, in Canada. Um, you know, uh, one of the one of the stories we feature uh, a success story on on our website is um, we had a 37 year 37 year RCMP officer that we helped in in uh, in Ottawa. Our uh, boots on the ground NCR team, Bets Canada team in Ottawa helped him. We got him back. We we found him in the shelters, um, got him back on his feet, uh, and now we we put him in an apartment, and he's doing great. Uh, another another vet, you know, I found probably five years ago under the Halifax Bridge, um, just kind of camping out. Uh, you know, we got him help, and and uh, he's he's he moved to Alberta. Uh, to live with his brother, and he's doing well. But but it it's it's uh, it, it's shocking. It's it is shocking, and it's alarming, and it's disturbing, and it's troubling because these are the bravest of the brave, the people who stood up for the rest of us and were ready to fight for the rest of us. Uh, you've had so much success. You started with just yourself and a and a few people in Atlantic Canada helping veterans who needed help. Talk to us, please, about some of the successes and the programs you've built, and the and the and what's come out of the vets' effort. What what do you have in place, and what are you doing, and what have you done? Well, like you said, we started as a small grassroots organization in in Halifax, Nova Scotia, um, and you know, I, I we didn't we didn't start out to create a charity. Absolutely not. I suffer with PTSD myself uh, after a couple of tours in in Bosnia and. Uh, I was on the HMCS Halifax the first in after September 11th, uh, so you know, yeah. PTSD uh, was really I was not doing well with my PTSD. So my wife, uh, you know, um, I'm very lucky. I have a, a wonderful family, um, which kind of saved me. Um, my wife and my psychiatrist actually said, you know, you should you should get out into the community, do what you used to do. I used to love to volunteer in the community, so. I decided to go and volunteer in the community at a Sunday Sunday supper, um, and I went in uh, after seven Sundays in a row because I couldn't get the courage to go in. But I finally did go in, and I jumped in there and started serving supper and coffee, and and I was I was loving it. It felt good again. Um, and I saw a guy that looked familiar to me, and it was a, a guy I I'd served with, and you know I thought he was there doing the same thing I was. Um, but he wasn't, he was homeless and it, it was like somebody hit me over the head with a two by four. I, I couldn't believe it. Then he started picking out other, other vets at the same dinner that were homeless. So I think that it was like four, four vets at one dinner. It was like, a, a, a Thanksgiving. I'm, I think I'm not a hundred percent, but anyway, um, yeah. So I came home, told my wife, she didn't believe me. She Googled it. Um, and you know, something did come up about homeless veterans in Canada. So uh, I, I decided, well, geez, if it was that easy to fa- finding four. What if we got, what if I got the boys together and we did like a, a, an army boots on the ground walk? Um, and that's what we did. We started going to the shelters and, uh, walking up and down spring garden, just talking to people. And, um, you know, we found another, we went to a 24 hour, uh, the homelessness marathon that Dow put on and we found within the first 15 minutes we found a vet just came up to us um so it went from that a small grassroots organization um to what we have now we're in we're we're a national charity we're in we're in uh, every province uh, every major city 
Uh, we're a 24-7 um, emergency line. Um, and yeah, we've uh, we we have great teams. How it works, it's it's pretty simple. It's it's I like the kiss model. You know, it really works. It's it's you know, for me, I, I do things the way I was taught in the military. So every province has a team lead. That team lead, we have a director of operations. Uh, when a call comes in, uh, like I said, it's 24/7. When a call comes in, we it goes to the director of ops, and and she actually. Depending on what province it's in, she'll get she'll contact the team lead. The team lead will find out where the vet is who is in crisis, and the closest volunteer uh, will go out and and do a physical needs assessment. We find out what they need and and we we help them right away. It's uh, it's an instantaneous as fast as possible kind of uh, kind of help. It's no you know I don't I don't like hoops and I don't like red tape. Um, we just do the work that needs to be done. Yeah. Jim, what's the number? Uh, let me see now. Uh, it's one eight eight eight. I just got my card right here. Yeah, it's one eight 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 Right. Two two eight. Right. Three eight seven one. Three eight seven one. I had an idea of, as you were talking. I want to put something together for next weekend and uh, and definitely involve you. And we'll get at this at a, I want to put it together and talk about first responders and military and PTSD and put it together and have an appropriate amount of time where we can really talk about what's happening, what needs to be done, what you've accomplished and are accomplishing and are planning going forward. Can we do that? We'll talk to you during the next couple of days. Absolutely. You can call me anytime. All right. And I butchered your name earlier. I get it right. I mean, I wrote it down. So oh, that's fine. That's Jim fine. Lowther. Jim Lowther. Yeah. I mean, how... anyway, people, people get green wrong. So what are you going to do? Uh, yeah, no worries. <laughs> All right, Jim. No, so no it's triple eight two two eight three eight seven one is the number. Yep, vetscanada.org. Check us out. Vetscanada.org, and we'll talk again as early as next weekend. Thank you, Jim. Thanks for having for me. For everything really you're doing. It. Thank you, sir. Thanks a lot. Jim Lather, and just amazing work. Vetscanada.org. Check it out, the number. If you know a vet who needs help, triple eight two two eight thirty eight seventy one. We're back after this. <laughs> 